It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at threepointpod. The fellows will get enrolling right after this from our partners. Dr. Ashraf Albana will be again hosting a Monday walk-in clinic to evaluate orthopedic sports injuries for youngsters and high school athletes. Certified physician assistant Tara Rakoski and certified athletic trainer Alan Getzinger will also be assisting Dr. Albana. The clinic will be on the second floor of the NOW building at the campus of Memorial Healthcare in Owasso. The clinic allows for x-rays to be taken and reviewed, access to an advanced 3T MRI, CT scan, or further imaging. The clinic will be held every Monday through October 16th from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. For more information, call 989-541-BONE or visit memorialhealthcare.org. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. It's time for episode 284 of the three-point podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center. Check out memorialhealthcare.org for everything they offer. Sign up for that October 21st, go green, go blue, 5K run a walk. And that is uh, the morning of the Michigan-Michigan State football game. That'll take place later that night. I also want to thank AZ Branding Solutions, Jacobs Insurance Agency, Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. We'll be talking with Brand, excuse me, we'll be talking with Brandon Green in the prep spotlight from ABC 12 in Flint. But as we always like to do, we we play a little catch up. And I know Jared has something, but I'm remote tonight in the nation's capital. I'm out here lobbying for the Speaker of the House seat. I hope I got a shot at that. I was going to say, are you know, usually you go out there for a family visit is what you say, but are you um there's some elections coming up. Well, are yeah, you, anybody's, to, anybody's you keep saying eligible. you're retired. But. Well, I mean, it, it pays pretty well. <laughs> I, I w- it wouldn't surprise me if we get a, uh, is his name Mitch McConnell episode <laughs> yeah. from you tonight, Ted, where you no. just freeze up and then no. have no words. No, I, I will say this in all honesty. I'm staying completely away from politics. I can tell you that. But I will say, you know, we're recording this on Tuesday night and what's going on in Israel. I mean, we we look at the whole world right now with Ukraine and now Israel it's a mess, boys. It's a mess. And it's, you know, at least sports get lets us lighten up right. things a little bit because it's very yeah. serious out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of hard for me to segue off of that, but I'm going to try. <laughs> um, so I have a question at the end of this story. So just so you guys don't get lost in the weeds, there is a question coming at the end of this story. Right. Let me just first say it for the listeners who maybe don't realize I am sicker than a dog right now. Uh, if you can't tell how nasally I am, it's kind of a Jordan flu game-esque for performance on this pod, um, but we'll just roll with it. Like Pat, so, Pat McAfee on college game day last Yeah, week. exactly. Both, well, they, both of those guys stepped up. Uh, let's see what you can do. <laughs> yeah, right. um, 
So a couple nights ago, I woke up, window was open. It was the first night that our temperature really dropped. Uh, you know, it sucks, Matt. You're lucky where you're at. It's officially winter season is upon us here. It's cold. So I woke up, throat scratchy, nasally. I'm like, God dang it, allergies got me again. Went to the store later that day, got some allergy medicine. I'm like, all right, this will this will work. I'll feel better. Woke up that night. I'm at about 3 a.m. with a case of the worst chills I've ever had in my life. I kid you not, I like almost could not move my body. It was like I was in paralysis. Paralysis. I had chills so bad. To the point where I had to do like a JJ McCarthy type pregame meditation practice to calm myself down and be like, you're going to be okay. I felt like I was dying. Uh, so 4 a.m. I walk over, I go sit in the shower, just hand head in between my uh, knees, just hands over my head, just letting the shower uh, try to warm me up a little bit. Finally, after about 30 minutes, it finally warmed me up, stayed in the shower for another hour or so. <laughs> finally got out about 5.30 a.m., didn't go back to sleep, couldn't, coughing everywhere, headache everywhere. Uh, it just been horrible, man. So that was a night ago. Went to their Michigan game, watched the Michigan game, barely got through it. Um, just horrible. I've been in hell. Got Chick-fil-A, had like three bites. That's when you know you're sick. Couldn't even finish a sandwich. Um, so, yeah, with all, this isn't just some uh, cry fest. Basically, what I'm asking is, uh, what's the sickest you guys have ever been? Because I'm pretty sure that's what I'm going through right now. I've had, I've had food poisoning a couple times, and I was out of town both times and it, it was ugly i mean I, all i wanted to do was go home in my bed you know and yeah. it was it was coming out both ends violently <laughs> not to be too descriptive but i was coming home from chicago and you know i was i would drive for a little bit and then pull over and try to close my eyes and then i finally got to a rest area just in the state of michigan and i was i i, I felt ill <laughs> so i was going into the to the rest area bathroom then I, I looked around. It's, this is winter. There's snow. It's cold outside. And I just decided, the hell with it. I'm not going in there. So I just went beside the building and let it all out. <laughs> Hop back in the car, finish my drive. Is it probably you have some probably is that your I've famous rest stop story? I thought, or do you have another one? I thought, why, or is that it? Uh, there, there's probably other ones. I've been <laughs> a, a road traveler for a long time, but that's the only one I can think of right all now. Right. Too cold to go in the rest stop, so you just boot. No, I just decided it's easier just to let it rip out here, you know, not mess around with going in a stall. It might be filled, and I might, you know, might be even worse. Might be even worse. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Food food poisoning is not fun. I mean, to answer your question, Jared, I went through a ridiculous thing with my back or whatever last year. So speaking of like a – that's not really a sickness. I don't know what the heck was – I mean, I do know. But that's probably the worst for me. Um but like what you're going through or what Ted went through, um, I can't like pinpoint anything specifically, but I do have to ask like Dayquil. I don't know what you have, you know, I don't, we don't want to throw out the C word and, you know, say anything like that. A lot of symptoms there though. All right. Whenever I kind of go through something like that, like whenever I have something like that, wake up with some, you know, some of those symptoms, what you're saying, Dayquil always like just does it for me. Like does Mm -hmm. Did you have anything like that around or even just some? No, well, like I said, I thought it was allergies. So I kind of went that route. And since then, I'm kind of going the natural remedy, Aaron Rodgers-esque route. It's not really working for me, as you can can tell. Um, So I actually did pick up some DayQuil and NyQuil today. So hoping the NyQuil that I'm going to take probably about 15 minutes left in this podcast uh, is going to put me right to sleep. So we'll see how I feel tomorrow. The worst part about NyQuil... 
yeah hopefully yeah hopefully this stuff works because it's no fun being sick that's for sure the nyquil thing i haven't taken it in so long i don't know if ted you ever went through this or whatever but it always like kind of not like scared me but because it knocks me out like you know like it's supposed to to the point like with kids i'd always be like i might not wake up if a kid is sitting there screaming their head off and i'm just full of nyquil or something like that right. so it always i i stay away from nyquil a little bit but yeah well, yeah, yeah, that's well, why I've been doing. Sorry, Ted, to cut you off. Uh, just real quick. That's why I've been doing this natural remedy. Uh, try hasn't worked. Went through a whole box of Kleenexes today, mm-hmm. um, because it makes you feel like not only does the Nyquil like kind of knock you out in a scary way, but the Dayquil it almost feels like you're like looped up uh, or right. something all day. I just hate the feeling of it. I'd rather be sick than the feeling that a Dayquil or Nyquil gives me. But yeah. here I'm at. Uh, but this is where I'm at. I got them both at on me right now. So yeah, yeah. Well, I'm opposite. I mean, when I'm that miserable knock my ass out I'm, <laughs> right. I'm drinking the double dose of nyquil at night just to sleep it off you know because that's just how i am i'm not yeah. i'm not scared about it. i don't have kids around so right. i don't have to worry about it. as long as my wife can check that i'm breathing in the morning i'm good to go <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well that's the whole thing with dayquil right it doesn't necessarily like heal you it just kind of right. masks the symptoms so you exactly. feel better yeah right. yeah whatever and there's like... our there's our health talk for yeah. <laughs> brought to you by memorial Healthcare, by the way so... i was gonna say maybe you need to go to the wellness center and sit in the sauna with ted oh for that a sounds while. great man i actually i said that to uh one of my buddies i was like man i just wish i had a sauna right now that would so clear you're 100 right maybe i do need to make the trip out to, to the wellness center i'll Amen. say this real quick we're, we're talking about this stuff i've started doing hot yoga mm-hmm. and I don't know, Ted. Do you know what hot yoga is? Uh, I do. Yeah. Okay. I did not not saying I just I can't even take know. cold yoga mat. So okay. hot yoga is that not for me? Honestly, it'd probably be good for you. It really, really? loosens you up. But I'm a sweater as it right. is. Like I just sweat. So living down here in the south, it's just ridiculous. I don't stop sweating. Hot yoga, Jared, would probably help you out because not only would it help your flexibility and stuff, but you would just sweat everything. Oh out. yeah. No, know. it would. Yeah. It's it's. You know, I know the, what the answer is to feel better. Am I? I'm too lazy to do it. I guess is where I'm at with that. Yeah. So, yeah. No, you guys give me a lot to think about. I mean, <laughs> it's a job for tomorrow if I if I wake up feeling like I do now. So we'll, we'll worry out, about yeah. that bridge when it when it comes. Yeah, hopefully it runs its course. We'll cross well, that bridge. Well, that's a good catch up, fellas. We know Jared is sick, <laughs> and we'll see how he holds up the rest of the program. We're gonna check in with Brandon Green of ABC ABC 12 right after this message. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. Are you ready to take your brand to the next level? Look no further. Introducing AZ Branding Solutions, where we help grow your brand from A to Z. At AZ, we're committed to helping businesses and organizations like yours reach new heights. Our full-service print and digital branding agency is your one-stop destination for all things branding. Need a stunning web or graphic design that captures your essence? We've got you covered. Want captivating social media content that engages your audience? Done. And that's not all. We're experts in video production and photography, ensuring your brand tells a compelling visual story. Plus, 
We specialize in screen printing and embroidery, turning your brand into wearable art that speaks volumes. Whether you're a startup or an established business, AZ is here to transform your brand dreams into reality. Ready to grow with us? Partner with AZ today and experience the difference. Visit our website at www.az.co or give us a call at 1-844-360-AZEE. AZ Branding Solutions, where your success begins. All right, guys, let's get this prep spotlight going. As always, the prep spotlight is brought to you by Jacobs Insurance. Be sure to check them out if you have any questions or are looking for any new insurance deals head over to Jacobs Insurance. There's a lot of great people over there. But Brandon Green, ABC 12 sports director, is joining us. He's becoming a, a friend of the pod. Not becoming. You are a friend of the pod. Thanks for <laughs> joining us, oh, yeah. Brandon. <laughs> yeah, see, I think we all like each other, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And we especially like um, right now. I mean, you know where we're going to start this off. The three of us are Corona Cavaliers. They're on a roll. You know, obviously the big win a couple weeks ago against Goodrich, and then mm-hmm. we don't even have to get into what happened with Clio last Friday. But the big one coming up this Saturday night, kind of different for uh, a regular season game, at least for Corona, a Saturday night game in right. Corona at the Nick for the outright Flint Metro League Championship, right mm-hmm. against Fence against Fenton, mm-hmm. six and one Fenton. Their only losses against Hazlitt, so they're they're no slouch either. Corona sitting at seven and zero. Oh. If you were on college game day, sitting there with <laughs> McAfee and Reese, AB, uh, Reese Davis, ABC 12 veteran, also, yeah. Amen. Uh, you know, Corso, Pat, you know, the whole crew, Dez. Mm-hmm. And you had to give your college game day preview of Corona versus Fenton. What are you, what are you telling everyone out there that wants to know about this big game? I think when you look at both of these teams, it's, uh, it's going to be a clash of two styles because Corona loves to, their offense is high flying, high motor, where Fenton is more so methodical in their approach to it, more surgical with their run game. Their pass game is good enough. They got Jahan Bond on the outside, but his touches are limited, sort of. Like it's okay. not like how Corona and how the Bauer twins, like anytime Wyatt has one on one, they're just throwing it up. No, Fenton is they're a different animal, like physical, big, like they're a high level school. Like this is like Fenton isn't new to this type of game. Right. Like they're they're used to being in this position. So you know that they're gonna be ready, they're gonna be physical. But if Corona gets a lead, that's gonna be the biggest part, is gonna be the first quarter. If they're able to get out and like their offense just gets to churn in and they get a couple stops, it's like uh an avalanche of what they could do to you because it's just it's not just the Bauer twins they have an entire roster of just straight dudes so that's what I would be looking most forward to is that first quarter whoever wins that first quarter I think is really going to tell what type of game it's going to be especially since before the other guys jump in especially since because for the most part we don't want to say any for the most part Corona hasn't really been tested right Mm. So if they flat all out, of a sudden, they haven't flat right, out, they haven't <laughs> right. If they find themselves down ten, down fourteen after one, how are they going to respond? Is that kind of like what you're alluding to a little bit? Yeah, because we thought that it was going to happen against Goodrich, but right. Goodrich this year, unlike last year, they don't like. From what I've seen, they don't jump on you. From the two games that I went to, 
I seen them play Lake Fenton and then this past Friday, then playing Brandon. The game was close until the third quarter, and then Goodrich like just flipped a switch. Right. They couldn't do that against Corona. Once they got right. down, they couldn't flip that switch. So I'm interested to see Corona against a team that has that mentality of like, we're going to put you down and we're going to drag you out to the deep end and see if you can swim. So yeah. that's what the playoffs is. So yeah. I think this is a perfect test to see where they're at and where they're going to stack up. The thing when I think of Corona this year, outside of maybe the football field, is I think of how great of crowds they've had, especially the student section in that Goodrich game, their first home game of the year. Uh, for this community, I feel like maybe we don't always have the best talent uh, in this Flint, you know, mid Michigan area, but I feel like the community always comes out and supports the teams. Uh, for all the games you've been to this year, what's been maybe the best crowd you've seen in the best student section? Ooh, because <laughs> we do the fans on every Friday. Yeah. Right. Um, Oh my goodness! There's been there's been too many. Um, yeah, Lapeer when they played Heritage was ridiculous. Yeah, they did like a neon theme, and one time when they scored, they brought out like a plank, right? Like just just cardboard. And this dude, he like he looked like Boris Kojo. He just got up there and started doing like all these push-ups and stuff. It's like <laughs> this is different. <laughs> um, Goodrich cr- crowd last week was really good. I think every crowd last week was good because they stood out in the rain. Yeah. It was cold. It was windy. Yeah. Um, Chesson always, like, yeah. is top tier. They do. <laughs> top tier. Uh, I really like Fenton this year, of course. Davison, Grant Blank. I, I don't think I could just pick one, but if, yeah. if I had to, that Lapeer crowd, I was like, this, this is different. I've never seen this before. I've seen the cheerleaders doing push-ups. But never like a staff member or a parent like hyping up the student section to a push ups. I've never okay. seen. You know, you and uh, Yosef do a great job over there at uh, ABC 12, especially for your highlight show. Uh, just a kind of an inside baseball media type of question. You know, it's it's usually rare when you get people that uh, that that call out, you know, and compliment you. But there's plenty of people that have a problem with you on both sides of the coin. You know, do you get a good mm-hmm. response from people? I would say um, I think you got to take the good with the bad. Like mm-hmm. It's always going to be – you're not going to please everybody, and that's right. one of the biggest things I figured out here. So we just try to stay true to what we do. Right? Our coverage isn't going to dictate towards a parent mad because their kid isn't made a touchdown, but they weren't in right. the highlight. Right. we got so many schools to get to mm-hmm. that we can't be everywhere. We try to be. We try to be there for those big moments. But if we're there for a big moment, we're going to do it up the biggest and the best that we can. So that's our approach. But it is a good bag. I say it's more good than bad. You always have those days where people want to call or they want to email. But the good always outweighs the bad, especially in person. For sure. One of your stories I loved, and it's it's outside (laughs) of football. I'm sure we'll come back to football. Um, But it was on Lucas Power, who uh, was a golfer, actually. Uh, who ended up kind of living my dream, uh, high school golfer, ended up going to play at Pebble Beach. Can you maybe share with some of our listeners this story uh, and where they can find the, the full story as well? So you can find the full story on abc12.com. And for Lucas, he's a senior at Kersley. He's part of the first tee program here in mid-Michigan. So their initiative is to, like, give kids a chance to basically play golf and to better themselves, not only through golf but through education opportunities and everything else. But Lucas was special because 
his story is tremendous because he started playing golf at like two years old, like everybody right. else, just in the backyard with a putter and everything. But he had a coach that saw something in him so much that he paid for like his club fees, his first set of clubs, put him in first tee, put him through coaching to get Lucas to this point where through first tee he had an opportunity to um, write a bunch of papers. I think it was like five essays or something he had to write. And he was chosen um, to represent Michigan and to go down to Pebble Beach and play. And when you talk to Lucas, he's like the most humble kid ever. Like, I know if I was going to Pebble Beach, I would be yeah. like, yeah, I'm about to show everybody a VJ who like, right. yeah, like right. I know I would I would be doing it up, but for him, he was more concerned. Like he gets to play with his idols and people that he grew up watching on the TV, and you love stories like that. You love stories where a kid gets to live out their dream. Because right. for me, I live out my dream every day by just getting paid to talk about sports, <laughs> right? <laughs> That was the ultimate dream. So to see somebody achieve their dream is is like a pinch yeah. yourself moment. And it's always right. good because it wasn't just Lucas that was good. It was everybody in the first T program because that story took a while to set up because yeah. I was dealing with some deaths in the family. We were supposed to do it like a month before. We had to reschedule and everything. So they were really great. And I, I love that. They were really understanding. Yeah, That's why we were able to put out the story that we did. That's one of the coolest things that we, we've talked about local news or local news coverage, whether on TV or even still newspaper type stuff. You always get sometimes you get those gem stories that mm -hmm. when you find it or you hear about it, you just know it's going to you know, transcend or it's going to connect with the whole community and stuff. And it definitely sounds like that's one of them right there. And you know that in the next few weeks, the next month or so, some of that stuff is going to happen. You know, yeah. some schools are going to make a run to Ford Field or at least win a district championship and maybe a region. And it's going to be those same kind of memories. We obviously talked about Corona Fenton quite a bit, but give us, you know, three or four other teams that you think right now they're putting themselves in position to make a run to Ford Field. You know, is Goodrich still there, even though, you know, the Corona game happened? Or are there, you know, Davison obviously is always, you know, one of those teams in the Flint area. Any other teams that you guys are like, this, this is a team to look out for? So we actually have a couple games coming up that I'm really interested in. We got yeah. this Friday, Grand Blank against Davidson. Mm. Okay. Because Davidson, they seem like a juggernaut. Yeah. They had run through everybody they were supposed to. And it was that that De La Salle game. And I, is right. I think, because, you know, a team's peak or whatever the coaches say, for Davidson, I think that was more so – confidence because I was there that first night that they played Davis right. out over there at Atwood. It was not what Yosef went to the next day. Right. Um, it was more so like they were trying to figure it out. AJ Hill just coming back from injury. How you work him back in. Sawyer Glennie, how much of the offense can they give him? But then I went to their game against Carmen Ainsworth this past Friday and they look like Davidson of old. Like just throwing the ball all around the lot, running game, working good. Then they got these linebackers that will hit you. So I'm interested to see them against Grand Blank, especially in that environment, because Grand Blank has a new stadium. Like, yeah. Every game I go to, it seems like the crowd gets bigger and bigger, and it gets harder to park. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't wait for this Friday. Also, Gladwin against Frankenmuth. Oh, man. 
last game of the season rematch from the state championship game where Gladwin kicked the field goal to win it. I think that one's going to be telling, especially for that D5 division, especially yeah. where Frankenmuth is at. Because uh, Frankenmuth just been rolling. They had that hiccup against Goodridge over there right. at Michigan at the State to start the season. But other than that, they've been just normal Frankenmuth. Yeah. So I'm interested to see that game. That's a heck of a regular season matchup. And <laughs> I didn't realize that was the, the final game of the regular season for those teams. Yeah, we're we're going to be there. If we gotta go to Gladwell, we're gonna be in Gladwell for that one. Yeah. That hour forty-five is gonna be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think Chessonen, because you always have these teams, just like Duran last year. Yeah, it's it's like the same story. Chessonen is having their best season since two thousand and one, which is also when they won the state championship. Right. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so it seems like they're coming back full circle. But, yeah, like Corona and Chessonen, we got a bunch of teams that can do something in the playoffs. Even yeah. our teams with a couple losses, like Heritage or Lapeer, Grant Blaine, I think a team that people really have to look out for is Hammond because they're just flying under the radar right now, and it seems like they're getting wet better week by week. And what Gary Lee has is preaching to those boys over there and has the way that they're playing. I know last year we lost to Frankie Moon. Right. Yeah. Didn't lose to Franken move. But <laughs> this year it's that confidence of just coming back and knowing that if we do these little things, then we could get there. And that's what when I went to their fall camp, that's all Gary Lee was preaching. Like you just have to do the little things, like yeah. those little things, that little block, that little pass route, that little run block is what's gonna separate the champions. So I can't wait. Hopefully I want Hamity to make a run because right. it's it's so cool to see like someone from Flint, like right. see the Flint community get behind a team that you just love to see that. Yep. One of the uh, speaking of Flint, um, you've had the opportunity to hear Monty Morris uh, talk a couple times about him coming back to Detroit, and obviously he's been huge in the Flint community his whole life. Uh, what's it been like having him back? You know, kind of around and in the area. What, what have you noticed from people, and what have you heard about him? Flint is a special city because they get behind their athletes like no other. I don't know if you guys had the chance to get out to the JaVel McGee program and with to see the love that JaVel got when Miles came back that he got. It's like a it's is different. I right. you can't really explain it. And for Monte, it's it's in a hole. Like you put that one like JaVel and Miles like in a in a box because they're not here during the regular season. Right. Monte is here. Like he was at Beecher's game the other night. Yeah. Like he's constantly back here. Like his mom doesn't live that far away. So he's constantly back in the Flint area, whether he was doing his camp or just even up at Beecher, just on a random day. So, because you can't put into words how much that does for kids in the community. Because Beecher, we all know what they are in basketball. It's like they, they turn these dudes out, but for Monte to keep coming back, it's it's different. Yeah, him at media day, he couldn't stop smiling because he he had on the Pistons jersey and the colors, right. and he is a Piston. This is what he dreamed about. Because uh, I know everyone's seen. I had to go back and watch Bucktown that slow <laughs> because it was that good and it was that compelling that this is looks like an average dude. He's not that tall. Me and Monte, right. we look. 
eye to eye. But then you see like Jalen Duran, he's like, oh, oh yeah. Right here. <laughs> but he's just somebody who plays the right way and he does the right things at the right time. Yep. And that's what Pistons need. That's what any basketball team needs. Right. Yep. And when I did the story about him coming home, I sat down, me and Mike Williams, Davidson's head coach, longtime feature head coach. Oh, yeah. We sat down for like an hour and a half just talking. He took me through like all the stories about when Monte was in like fourth grade. He said that's an NBA player. And everyone called him crazy. Or when Monte first got to high school and he wanted to put the ball in his hands. Or Monte going to college, having to just grind it out over there at Iowa State. Like he wasn't this dude, the man he had to work for it. Then in the right. NBA, he had to go to G League, he had to work for it. So he is Flint, because Flint, you have to, you're hard-nosed and you work for everything that you get. That, okay. That's the mantra of the city. Yeah. So for well, him to make it, now he's in the Motor City, he's right down 75. Right. That's <laughs> so I sweet. can't wait for the Pistons' first home game. I was looking it up. It's, I think it's October 28th. I will be there. I, right. I have to see this. Yeah, I look for the Pistons to to definitely make a move up if they stay yeah. healthy. You know, I think they got a good young core and a good coach. And sidebar, I had a chance to uh, broadcast uh, Morris's last high school game at the Breslin, and he was sick. It was like a Michael Jordan thing, you know. And Langsburg Wolfpack almost got him. It was a two point <laughs> game. The Wolfpack had the ball at the end, but he was a great player for sure. Well, before we let you out of here, Brandon. Uh, this is the prep spotlight, but since we talked about the Pistons and I set it up in our open, wow, what a weekend for our area. I mean, you know, we love Corona. There's no doubt about it, but you look at the Michigan Wolverines, number two, and you look at the Detroit Lions, baby. Talk a little bit about uh, those two programs and, and what they mean to our state and your coverage. It's an overload right now. <laughs> Because when you think about everything that's going on, is you want to get to everything. Like, right, right. We're going to be at Michigan, Indiana this weekend. But also, what CMU is doing up there in Mount yeah. Pleasant mm-hmm. shouldn't shouldn't be understated. They went to mm-hmm. Notre Dame. They were in the game against Notre Dame. <laughs> They're in the game against Michigan State. Like oh. this team is serious. So the chips are good. Wolverines are good. The Lions are, man. Wow. What the, <laughs> we don't want to get ahead of ourselves with the Lions. But. Green Bay is um, it's something I haven't seen before because I feel that sometimes I'm the bad luck charm because I went to two Lions games, right? Yeah. I went to the Justin Tucker field goal game oh. in like 67. I, I was there for that one. And then I was at the Seahawks game this season. Every other game they did good. So maybe it's just me. <laughs> Maybe I just got to stop going to the game. Yeah, right. send Joseph out to those games, will you? <laughs> But it's just what Dan Campbell preaches is what I like. Just that yeah. hard nose, do your job, be one with the team, and they all buy in. Like yeah. Everybody. It doesn't matter what job you're doing. And then we have Ben Johnson calling up plays for the center to hike it between Darren's <laughs> golf right. legs. It's amazing. It's stuff you don't even – think about or see you know you're doing something right when Kyle Shanahan and them over there in San Francisco are stealing your plays that same night amazing (laughs) yeah well I'll tell you what uh, we enjoy your coverage over there at ABC 12 obviously our listeners can tune in every night including uh, the Friday night show you have but tell our listeners uh, the best spot to catch up with you on the socials 
So you can see me at B Green. Yep, B Green Reports on every social media platform, mm-hmm. um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And the ABC 12 team is getting bigger. I'll just throw that out. There. Oh, love it. We are adding a third person. Uh, we'll make that formal announcement next Monday. But we can't wait. We're going to hit the ground running for fo- the rest of football and the start of basketball season. Well, looking forward to it for sure. It's not Ted, is it? It's not Ted. I, I was going to say you, Jared. You know, young guy. <laughs> no, Ted. You you were, you were just telling us last week how you kind of you you miss it. So hey, it wouldn't be surprised if you might be the special guest. Stay hey, tuned. Man, tuned in Monday night. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brandon. Hey, we appreciate the time, buddy. No problem. Thank you all. All right. We'll see Thanks, you later. Man. Jacobs Insurance Agency has served Shiawassee County and the surrounding areas since 1977. Just like Three Point Podcasts, we've had three generations, Gary Jacobs Sr., Gary Jacobs II, Brian Jacobs, and myself, Noah Jacobs, serving our community with offices in Waterford and Owasso on M21, just west of Home Depot. Stop in or go online to jacobsinsurance.com to get a quote or get your questions answered by our team. Jacobs Insurance is a proud supporter of our local schools and the proud sponsor of the Prep Spotlight. Insure everything, local, independent, and trusted. It's our family working together to protect yours. That's the Jacobs way. Oh, great stuff again, as always, from Brandon Green. And it's funny, Jared, that you jumped in there about me being uh, maybe the new hire. I immediately thought of you and was going to add into this portion. But, uh, yeah, they do a great job over there, and they cover all the area teams, and they're doing a great job covering the Corona Cavaliers. I mean, you set it up a little bit, Matt, 57 to nothing over Clio. It, it was a game where, you know, the starters played, but most of the backups got most of the reps. Parker Isham, not really a backup, but he got the primarily the most carries, 104 yards, a couple touchdowns. Caden Mitten came in late in the game, had a real solid running game, two touchdowns. Bryce Eddington, another solid game defensively, a 35-yard pick six. And, you know, I, I was just looking at the season stats on Wyatt Bauer, uh, 60 of 76 in the air, 1,427 <laughs> wow. yards, 18 touchdowns, another 676 on the ground with 12 touchdowns. So he's got 30 TDs on the season. Not bad. Pretty good. Not bad. And especially in limited duty. You know, we didn't even get right. into the fact that, I mean, I don't want to jinx it. I'm going to knock on wood, but I have never heard of a team, especially in our area, that has had a running clock all seven games. And, you know, games. So every game, a running clock. It's just amazing. Yeah. You have I mean, to if they, get through, if they get through this week, I mean, they're going to go yeah. the whole regular season with a running clock. I mean, it's it's a yeah. tough class going against a bigger school like Fenton, uh, which can be a really fun matchup on Saturday night. But yeah, it's it's a, it's impressive. They haven't, it's it's high school, you know, the emotions, they're, they're going high, they're going low. It's impressive how they've stayed even keel this whole year. Right. That's that's unbelievable in high school. It really is. is. And we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more when we get into Michigan, but it reminds me of Michigan where, Mm -hmm. you know, for a couple weeks, if the opponents are maybe a little lesser or down, you can kind of use that, I guess, quote unquote excuse. But when you get into like for Michigan, six games, Corona, seven games, mid season, you're getting towards the end of the regular season and your starters still aren't playing in the fourth quarter. You're right. having running clocks. It's not just like, you know, an outlier. You're doing this every single week. Like you said, Jared, not having that one letdown week where, you know, maybe you have a couple turnovers or something like that. I mean, for, for Coach Eric, we talked to him last week, obviously, and then credit the players, of course, to stay engaged and, like, you know, stay in the moment, I guess, and not have one of those letdowns. It's 
it's insanely impressive. And I'm going to be for sure. This might be the week, Ted, if you get the the technical stuff figured yeah. out, this might be the week I sign up for NFHS. Well, we're going to do, I'll be, yeah. I'll be listening either way, whether it's on right. the castle or, but if you get that NFHS thing figured out, I might sign up and watch this Saturday night. <laughs> I'll let you know for sure. We're going to test it probably <laughs> Thursday. One thing I can assure you, and I don't think the castle is going to carry the game Saturday night, but oh, we'll, I have, they were. Okay. we'll have a couple of options. You know, we'll have the NFHS video with the audio. Uh, if that doesn't work, or even if it does work, I think I'm going to, again, do the Facebook live and it's just, I'm going to call it Facebook live radio. I mean, you know, the right. video quality is not zoomed in, but at least you get the audio. So, it's, and that's free. So anybody wants to listen in, we'll have access to the Cavaliers on Saturday no, it's a good, It's a good camera quality. And I mean, compared yeah. to think about just six years ago when I was in high school and it's like, you're watching the film back. It's like, looks like you're watching it on like a 1975 VHS tape. So yeah, technology has come a long way. Uh, that's it for has. sure. I have a question for you, Ted. Do you think this is the only time, in Corona's history, that they've been the only game going on. I mean, Saturday night they got to be the only game in the state, right? Uh, no, I, thought, I thought I saw. I thought I saw the D Zone. You know the that um, site okay. that covers high school sports. I thought they said there were some other Saturday games. Yeah, like afternoon games. I don't know. They, they I don't think been... there's. An, I don't think there's right. any other uh, Saturday night. And if I'm a Corona, I mean, that's this is what I would love if I'm on that Corona team or if I'm on Fed and I'm playing this game. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be other schools. There's going to be other coaches coming to scout you. They're going to see what you're all about. And oh, you can yeah. definitely send a big time message going yeah. into the rest of the season if you, if you, if you lay it on thick For on sure. Saturday night. So, well, well Corona's got to stay focused. They got to go after the business on this Saturday night. And, uh, you know, then we'll see what happens the rest of the way. Does it, is it, what final question on the Cavaliers? Is it any concern? And it probably is a little bit. They haven't been tested at all. You know, I mean, you want to get tested I, before the playoffs, don't you? I, it's almost like a yes or no. Because right. it's almost like if if you're not being tested, maybe you're just that good. Exactly. And you're, and you're just you're just steamrolling teams. That's but true. right, kind of like what we talked about with Brandon. If all of a sudden Fenton maybe jumps out to a lead, is that going to make them change? Corona, is that going to make Corona change their offense? Are they going to start pressing, you know, or something like that? So, yeah, sure. You need some adversity for sure. But, I mean, if you're clicking on all cylinders like you are right now, I mean, no. Yeah, no, my no guess slip. is from watching them, even if they get down a score, they're not going to miss a beat. They're going right. to they're just going to reload and go after it. I really think so. One one thing to mention, I mean, I was I was texting you guys earlier. I was looking up some stats and stuff. Obviously, Wyatt Bauer, Corona's quarterback, getting a lot of the yeah. accolades. Fenton has a pretty good quarterback themselves, right? They so do. is it going to be come down to like a quarterback duo who who has the bigger day? Is that kind of what you think is how it's going to play out? Kind of looking at it that way right now, you know, but we'll see. I'm going to do yeah. a little further research in uh, <laughs> Delvin when I get back home. Right. In other words, got a little bit got a little bit of research to do before we can report back on that answer. I mean, Matt's already given me my best research on that game, so yeah. I just well, I, I, I was curious. Yeah, I looked up uh, their their quarterback. Uh, let, let me look at my notes real quick. Their quarterback <laughs> Noah Dotson has honestly very similar statistics to right. So a little bigger than a paper out. Ted, start writing this down. Oh, I've got ready. it. I got a text. Matt's my man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the one I'll the take... one lost against Hazlitt too. Uh, yeah, the, the yeah. right. The one lost against Hazlitt, but the one big thing, if you if you look up the numbers, if you're just looking at tail of the tape type of mm -hmm. stuff. Fenton's defense gives up like 24 points per game Ooh. versus Corona's five. Right. Again, they're playing different opponents. So I don't know how much you can look into that, but I wonder, you know, what, which one's going to play out. And the Cavaliers do have the home field, which can be big. 
can be big, definitely. Especially Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Well, let's t- let's whip through some of the other key games. Uh, Chesanine continues to roll 29-12 to 12 over Duran. Braden Florian, 120 yards, a couple touchdowns. The team that really doesn't get talked about, and I was going to talk about it with Brandon a little bit, kind of under the radar, the new Lothar Pornets. You know, they haven't had right. any massive victories, but they are 6-1, and one, and we know about their program and Clint Galvis, and they uh, picked up a win over Ovid Elsie. The game hurt on the castle, 14 to 13, a late touchdown, won it for the six and one Hornets. So don't, don't count them out there in division eight. They're that team, you know, they're almost like at this point, they're almost like in Alabama. Every, everyone is saying Nick Saban's done. The dynasty is over, but you know, if Alabama somehow sneaks into the college football playoff, no one wants to see Alabama. It's kind of like new Lothrop. Even if New Lothrop kind of gets into the playoffs, you know, like you said, under the radar, Mm -hmm. no one wants to play New Lothrop in the playoffs. You kidding me? (laughs) No, I wouldn't. Does is there a a small part of you that is irritated that every game this year that the Castle has done has been a great game, whereas like you've been gone through years of blowout after blowout? I mean, there's got a magical in the air with this radio season. I never really thought about it too much, but you're right. It doesn't make me upset. It makes me actually kind of. Kind of glad, you know, that, that Casey gets to start off with this great schedule. He's mentioned it a couple different times. And, yeah, there have been some great matchups <laughs> for sure. But, no, it doesn't bother me, Jared. I've, I've done enough games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> enough overall. A uh, couple other scores, Perry, down Stockbridge, 14-13. to 13. You, uh, You're following the Ramblers there. Matt, they might make the playoffs for the first time other than the COVID year. First time ever in program history, which is looks like they're on their way to do it. First time ever, and yeah, I have two nephews playing on the team. One's upperclassman, so he's getting he's getting uh, reps on offense and defense, Brady. Um, but yeah, first time since 92-93 that they could have a six-win season and, and make the playoffs ever. I mean, I know I know Perry maybe isn't like a, a storied program in the area, but that's just, that's a pretty cool story. If Perry is able to get the six-seven wins and make the playoffs. I was going to ask you, Ted, though. I know we're starting yeah. to go long on the prep spotlight here, but so it would, it would be their first time since 92, 93, getting to that six win mark. When did the, the six win automatic playoff birth thing come into play? Because oh. was it like around then? Because, you know, they, they won six games. They won seven games. 80, 80s, right? Early 80s? No. Or was there still like a point system? Because they, they got to those six, seven wins and didn't make the playoffs. It was, the it was totally point system. I, okay. I think I don't think they went to the six win thing until if it, the longest it could have been was like the late 90s. But okay. I'm thinking even in right right around your I'm time. Thinking, yeah. I was thinking of when the playoffs were created. No, no. But that, it was all points. It was all okay. points then. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and, and you know, got to send a shout out to Timmy Hall, led the defense with 13 tackles. Morris, they pulled a big upset. They've kind of been up and down this year, but they knocked off number four, Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart, 44 to 13 in eight man football. Wyatt Cartier had uh, 264 yards and four touchdowns. And, you know, it, it's okay. We're going a little long in this segment because, uh, Jacobs Insurance Agency will be glad we're talking high oh, school yeah. sports, and they'll be happy I brought up a, a cross-country story. Cronus Peyton Chandler, top 10 finisher at the DeWitt Invitational, and in soccer, Chesanine has repeated as MMAC champions with a 7-1 win over Lakeville. They improved to 16-1 and overall. So in both sides of the football, they're doing very well over there in Cheese Rock, man. <laughs> Gotta love it. There's yeah, some there's some good area sports going on right now, man. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll be back 
here on Three Point Podcast, and we'll take a look at some other football in our area. I'm thinking maybe some Michigan, maybe some Detroit Lions. We'll be back right after this. As we gear up for another exciting fall sports season, Dr. Albana will again host a Monday walk-in clinic to evaluate acute orthopedic sports injuries for adolescent and high school athletes. Dr. Albana, orthopedic and sports medicine surgeon at Memorial Healthcare, will be assisted by certified PA Tara Rakoski and certified athletic trainer Alan Getzinger. Whether you're dealing with sprains, strains, bruises, or any other athletic mishaps, Dr. E and his highly skilled team can get you back on your feet and back in the game. The clinic will be held every Monday through October 16th from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. at Memorial Healthcare Center for Orthopedics on North Chiawassee Street in Owasso. For more information, call 989-541-BONE or visit memorialhealthcare.org. Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services is the official and exclusive realtor and broker for Three Point Podcast. Corey and her team have been providing personal, Exemplary service and real estate sales since 2004. Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services are total professionals helping you sell your current house or buying your dream home. Stop in at 216 West Exchange Street in Owasso. Get info online at CoreyShook.com and follow on Facebook at Corey Shook Realtor for more details. If you are looking for honesty, ambition, and expertise, you're looking for Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. I set it up in the open. What a weekend to be uh, a football fan, especially for the three of us, you know, being chronic Cavalier grads. I mean, they're just rolling, but man, Michigan and the Lions this weekend. I just got to tell you, you know, you guys can jump in with your thoughts. Being on the road, I was a little disappointed because I, I, this is a knock against Spectrum now, just so Uh I can throw it out there. Uh Uh-oh. You can't, I can call up the Fox channel, but since it's NFL, I can't get it out of town. Right. So I, I couldn't get the Lions game live. So best thing, second best thing to do. I listened to Dan Miller and watch the red zone. So it, I saw all the plays. I caught everything on on social media, but it wasn't quite as good as watching it live. And I'm sure both you guys did. So you're you logged into your Spectrum account, but it was yeah. just bringing up like the local Fox. It would it was blacked out. It wouldn't let me. Okay. It said it said there's live programming and you're blacked out or right. something. Yeah. Yeah, that that's maybe the one downfall, I guess. It is of, a downfall. You know, if you're on the road or whatever. But no, if we're starting with the Lions, I Let's mean, start there. Yeah, it's similar stuff that we were saying about Corona. Similar stuff that we're gonna say about Michigan. And it's what we're probably gonna say about the Lions right now. Honestly, I don't really know where you criticize or what you say. I mean, everything is kind of clicking right now, even though they, the one thing that they've that I guess has been a negative but it's not like their fault or anything is injuries mm-hmm. you know they've kind of been hit by some pretty big injuries uh Mosley being the big one this Sunday that he, he would have been a big piece to bring back in the de- defensive secondary but um 
Jared's boy Hutchinson is just more and more making his case for not just like one of the best players in the league. He's making his case for defensive player of the year. If he keeps up like this, I mean, he's making play after play Um, the defense in general. They're just breaking. You keep seeing all these tweets from like Lions PR or, you know, Lions reporters. First time since 1991, first time since 1956, first time since 1934, allowing like such few rushing yards and, you know, creating turnovers and they're just playing so well. I Ted, you, you're, I mean, we're all like different levels of how much lions we've watched, but I have never seen a complete lions team like this. I was, you know, pretty young for 1991. I remember it, but you know, I was, I was pretty young. Um, and then obviously there were some Stafford years that the teams were pretty good, but there was always something, you know, missing or whatever with those Stafford teams, this team, I mean, you can't criticize about anything. Run game, passing, right. offensive line, probably the best in the NFL. Defense, like I said, I don't know. What I mean, what would you say? I would <laughs> I would say the closest comparison would be the 91 team. You know, they had yeah. Barry Sanders. They had both sides of the ball. The lines were good. Chris Spielman at linebacker. Uh, they got a good kicker. You know, it was a good team. It was a really good team that made it to the conference final because they only had to play one game to get there, right? And then they they could never beat the Redskins in those days, and and you know, they just got drilled in that game. They were a little weaker at quarterback with Eric Kramer. You know, Goff's playing at top level in the league right now. Oh, we know you're you're letting everybody know by your take on oh, him. Yeah, that. I mean, well, what, so what? Just put a pin in that. Unless why you want me to. Pin, why should I put a pin in it? So it was you that wanted them no. to draft a quarterback. It was no, me no, no, that no. said go with Jared Goff. So if you remember that, last week, you had, you, just can I have the floor? Go ahead. <laughs> last week, you had this whole long soliloquy leading me in, saying how I need to apologize for Hodgson. Yeah. All this and that. Okay. As Deion Sanders would say, I keep receipts. Um, <laughs> earlier today, you tweeted this out. I remember the good old days getting laughed at and being called a clown for saying you can win with Jared Goff. You quote tweeted that and said, it was right a retweet. It was a retweet. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So here's what you have to understand. I have eyes. I have ears everywhere. Not yeah. ice. I find everything. Yeah. The okay. internet is undefeated. So yeah. I did a little digging. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> Episode 190. It stirred it up. I like it. <laughs> Listen, I'm so sick of you regurgitating. You keep saying how you were on Jared Goff's train the whole time. I knew it wasn't true. Go so ahead. I had to go through and put in some legwork to prove it wasn't. Okay. Here, here is direct quotes from episode 190 from 190. November of 2021. Eight games in a Jared Goff's career with the Lions. Uh-huh. Yep, he's marking down the episode. Go back and listen. Okay. Quote, unquote, this has been an absolute debacle. This game was the most disgusting display of football I've ever seen. Jared Goff is lost out there. You can't just dink and dunk your way to victory. I mean, what the hell is going on down there? He's been lionized. How many guys on this team would you build around and keep? Honestly. Maybe Hawkinson, maybe Sewell. Is there anyone else? Dot dot dot. This is later in the pod. I miss Stafford. Okay. Episode one. That's fair. I keep no. repeats. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but I was talking about one game. Did I say get him out of town? And by the way, let me just plead my case just for a second. <laughs> You're gonna defend that? You know, that Jared Goff is lost out there. That's like the he worst was. thing you could say about a quarterback. He, he he wasn't being coached properly. They had not near the talent that they have right now. The whole concept of Jared Goff was, is he going to be the best quarterback in the league? No. But I think I had pointed out right when they made the trade, this guy had been to the Super Bowl. So he obviously knows how to run a team. 
Now, he was <laughs> suffering. He definitely was struggling there. I, I'm not going to say I'm going to take back my comment. That was after one game. Hell, I said yeah. one time, Dan Campbell's got to go, for God's sake. No, it, yeah. oh, I made mistakes. Yeah, I wrote down some of those quotes from that pot as well. You had a few yeah. Dan Campbell ones. Well, that's fine. That, that was yeah. episode 190. But I yeah. still, at the beginning, you want me to go back and do a little research? And when they made the trade, what I said about Jared right. Goff, when they made the trade without watching him play, Go back I'm not and sure listen what we to were doing, but actually that was the first thing I did. I went to listen to our first pod set when he got traded. We didn't even talk about it. Oh, uh, <laughs> it must we come a little bit further uh, in the in the in our planning each pod. Yeah, um, yeah just I'll leave it at that. I, I, I said my piece. I, That's fine. I got it off my chest. That's I've fine. been stewing on this Hutchinson soliloquy for about a week now, so oh, I, I had to get that out. Well, yeah. since you brought Hutchinson again, I mean, what, what do you think about him? What do you think? Oh, he's he's. He has answered every question. Okay. He's looking damn good out there. He's making yeah. plays. He's yeah. he's not your typical, you know, edge rusher. Somebody uh, tweeted and said he looks like he's Waluigi you know, rushing the edge. Right. Uh, my favorite part of it all was him rocking the no gloves, like a lumberjack out there, 1970s yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers style. Uh, he's been great. He's been great. I mean, what else can you say? Like you said, there's not really much to criticize about this yeah, team right, right. now. No. I will say in Hutchinson, I'm, I'm a Hutchinson guy. And you guys aren't the only ones that let me hear every time he makes a play. People at work, <laughs> friends, every time he does something, it's like uh, my phone goes off. I have to put it on silent. <laughs> um, I will say the two games he didn't really make any plays were against the two best teams we've seen all year. Yeah. So, you know, I'd like to see some of this maybe in some of these big-time games. This Sunday against the Buccaneers, 425 kick. Love I'd it. love to see some of that translate outside of some of these dumpster teams. But yeah. he's a great player. I I've totally walked back that take. He he's answered the bell. No, um, I, I think that's I think that's fair. Yeah, he, you know, in some of the bigger games, Sunday is one of them. Buccaneers are playing really well. And like you said, a, a 430 kick, you know, there a lot of people are going to be watching, but it's hard to criticize. I mean, he's leading the league in pressures. I guess the one thing, you know, people say like, all right, he's leading the league in pressures. Why doesn't he have more sacks? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. Bryce Young, Patrick Mahomes, Geno Smith. I mean, he's played quarterbacks, Desmond Ritter, who can kind of elude the sack a little bit. So, I mean, whatever. That interception he had was, oh. I mean, that's that's just a hell of an athletic play for a defensive end. Dude is yeah. 6'7", 270 pounds, making a one-handed catch like that. He needs to learn to keep his head on a swivel a little bit when he makes an interception, though, because the way he got tackled, I thought he was, he was going to be hurt for a little while. But, no, I mean, I, I think I got to give my Jared Goff piece for a second. <laughs> I was a little more down the middle, like a lot of topics. I was not – all in like Ted, you know, like, nope, this is the guy. Keep him going. You guys know this. I criticized him over and over. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's so many people out there that it's like, if you're not 100% wearing a Jared Goff jersey and putting a mural of him on your bedroom wall, they think you're like a hater. And it's like, I wasn't that route either. I was simply saying he is who he is type of thing. Maybe similar to what you're saying, Ted, like he's not going to be Patrick Mahomes, right? but he's also not going to be you know, some bum on the street or whatever. He's a good quarterback, but I do think, like you said, the talent that they brought around him, Ben Johnson, the offensive yes. coordinator, obviously right. they built a legit offensive line an offensive line that Matthew Stafford never had when right. he was with the lions. So he's, he's benefiting from all that. And he is a good player. Obviously he was a number one pick. And like you said, he led the Rams to the super bowl. So I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, he's he's going to win the MVP or something like that. But he is obviously capable of leading a good team to the Super Bowl. 
So, but you uh, can't also you the one in six start last year. Right. You can't forget that he was a large part of that because he was playing really bad. Now they figured some stuff out. You know, they worked out some kinks. They got rid of Hawkinson. You know, and he's been Jared Goff has been great. He's been on a top really five ever quarterback since that trade. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so, we need to and we need to somehow figure out are we are we going to be able to keep Ben Johnson or not? Is he going to get a head coaching job? Is I'd that, love it if it was like the the Eric B enemy and with the Chiefs if they could keep you know oh, Ben Johnson for eight years until right. it was like all right go be a head coach. I feel like it's not going to happen like that. I know. But he's going to get a bag uh, and he's going to yeah. be gone sooner or later. I mean, he stayed this year not because he didn't have coaching opportunities out there. But because he wanted to, wanted to see this through. I don't know what seeing it through means. If it's end of this year, if it's you know riding it until the wheels fall off, I don't know what that means. But just appreciate him while we got him. Yeah, he, he's one of the best. He's a he's a blast to watch. I mean, we don't need to dissect every single play of the game, but the Montgomery fake snap, I've never seen that before in all my years of watching football. <laughs> right. It worked like a charm. And, and when he dialed it up was the best part. Third yeah. and long, third and six, third and long, as some would say. Uh, just perfectly dialed, uh, and he got it done. Yeah, uh, we can't talk enough about Jared Goff, though. I, I will, he's playing like a top five quarterback in the league right now. He is, he really is. And, and I, and it all has to be put on yes, we'll, we'll blame it on Ben Johnson. The offensive line is great, it's just the fact that he has a coaching staff that finally is like confident in him, right? And says, you are our guy. That Whether makes it's a big Brad Holmes making that trade way back when that's Dan Campbell, I think that's maybe his most valuable trade as a coach. Is how he empowers his guys, and you see it in these post game locker rooms after every game. Mm-hmm. I mean, how would you not love playing for him and want to play your best ball for that guy? Uh, but Jared Goff, an ultimate leader. I mean, he's a lion for life uh, in my book. Ted, I know you always didn't feel that way about him, but you maybe know, not. You came around. You came around eventually, uh, and and you got to it. But what more can you say about Jared Goff, your guy? Yeah. Well, I, I'll just say this. You're well on your way to a Michael Jordan game here, Jared. It's solid. <laughs> solid stuff. I, 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 all I, I got to say is I am so impressed that you dug all the way back to actually listen, not not look at a tweet, but listen to a three point podcast breakdown. Hey, I did that. That's I did that plastic. for Matt. I did that for myself. It's every week you're coming with that. You're you're nailing it into our brains. I will say yes, you were you were on Jared Goff, but to yeah. act like you never wavered. I mean, come well, on, man. Let's be real. Like, like I said, I wavered on Dan Campbell, too. So, yep. And by the way, Matt, my, the retweet wasn't directed at you. It was directed at that young man right there, just so you know. <laughs> so that's why I, I felt the need to do some digging. I was attacked. I, um, I figured it was more Jared, but I know I had our Jared. I, and I, I right. had been very critical of golf also. So I was like, is, is Ted taking a shot at both Jared and I right now? No, no. But that's okay. I can take yeah. it. You know what's funny about this podcast? We're what? This is 284. I mean, there's going to be things we say that comes back to haunt us, all yeah. three of us. There's no getting around that. And, I, and like Jared has proven, and even some some mysterious people out there who I think we know who it is who go back and listen to old podcasts. <laughs> like you said, Jared, there's receipts, just like on Twitter. Oh, yeah. You know, you put stuff out there. You can't hide. I mean, That's people right. can go back and do the research. But The first I, thing I, I did was I, I put Ted's name into Twitter and searched Goff. <laughs> Nothing came from that, so I had to go into the podcast archives to find that. Uh, but I'm proud I did. Uh, a big old smile right, right across my face as I'm hearing him go on this tangent about Jared Goff. Not only um, did you listen, my question about you wrote the Lions, it down. <laughs> my question about the Lions. Do you guys – we saw the Cowboys get their butts whooped you know, last yeah. night. Yeah. You look at the teams in the NFC that were probably going to have to win a playoff game against. It's the Cowboys. So flat out, do you think that the, the Lions are a better team than, than the Dallas Cowboys right now? I, I do. do. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, yeah I, think, I think I think only two, they have to only worry about Philly and San Francisco. That's that's where yeah. I put them. Yeah, I mean the 49ers right now are obviously the class of the NFC. They look like they have to be the favorites in the mm-hmm. NFC. But right, if you're if you're saying the Cowboys or the the Eagles right now, I would put the Lions right there with them because of everything we just said for the last 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. They're playing as good as anyone. Goff isn't turning the ball over. He's got a couple picks, but you know, he's not turning it over at a high rate. The defense isn't giving up a ton of yards. I don't know. They're right up there with those other teams. They believe, man. They believe. And then another question I got for you guys. After seeing how this offense put up a 42 ball with Gibbs on the sideline and five weeks into this experiment, he's got zero touchdowns. If I would have told you that before we drafted him, do you guys, or right after we drafted him on draft night, do you think that you uh, would still feel the same way about that pick? Not looking at that stat, no. I agree. Right. <laughs> yeah, you you would hope that by game, you know, six, seven or whatever, he would have been in the end zone at least once. Yeah. But but knowing that clearly David Montgomery is the number one running back. And look at obviously at this point they're trying to ease Gibbs in. You know, I'm I'm still not out on him. Me so neither. I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my receipts right now for you to go back in a year, Jared. <laughs> I'm not out on Jameer Gibbs. I think he still will be a significant contributor to the lions is he going to be the number one running back i don't maybe not that but you know nfl nowadays you got to have two or three running backs so he's going to be that they did that without saint brown also yeah so that was the most important part uh to me is how they they did it through injury now i will say that's also probably my biggest worry about this team i mean thinking back to last year in terms of the injury luck it it was impeccable nobody really went down you Mm -hmm. saw how the team got stronger as the year went on the injuries are really starting to kind of pile up. I know we've been good at filling holes. It's a it's a it's a credit to Brad Holmes and the team he's put together. But you got to think at some point they're going to start to pile up, and we're going to start to see it on the scoreboard. I mean, right? Yeah, you're right. Well, it, it's you know, and it's it's weird. I think because of uh, the the training regiment these teams have nowadays, and the strength and the speed of these players. I mean, you're going to inevitably see every team go through these injuries and who's going to prevail at the end, you know, and right now lions are definitely going through a bad streak, but I mean, they seem to be pulling it together next, next man up mentality. And they have some depth, you know, which they haven't ever had in the past. I mean, if if an offensive lineman or two went down in the past, they had nobody, nobody would fill in there and block, but. uh, And and to kind of bring it full circle, I know we're about to move on from the lions. Uh, My initial question about the Cowboys, I think this weekend is a great, opportunity to really find out what this team is are they a you know 12 13 win team or are they a 10 11 uh win team i mean the buccaneers are a great test i mean one they're wearing the creamsicle uniforms yeah all-time uniforms in nfl lore number two baker mayfield's playing the best ball of his life Uh, our secondary if you had to point out a weakness on that defense probably the secondary uh and the buccaneers have a ton of weapons it's going to be a really fun game. I mean, do you guys have a big lean yet? Uh, I know I know, we're still kind of riding the high of the 4-1 and one record, but looking ahead to next week, uh, do the Buccaneers make you nervous? I think a better, a better test, kind of like what you're saying, than the Panthers. But I, I still would pick the Lions just because I'm, I'm assuming St. Brown is going to be back and, you know, I hope Gibbs is going to be back. So I think the offense will be fine because of – because of Ted's guy, Jared Goff. I mean, I, I the way that he's playing right now, even though Baker Mayfield is playing really well, I would take Jared Goff over Baker Mayfield right now. That that's what leans for me. Yeah, who do they play the following week? I was I, I had it in front of me. I know I'm looking at the, 
I'm looking at this week. I think they're going to get by Tampa Bay on the road with, you know, being at the 430. And they're game. at Ravens. A couple tough games coming up, really. Yeah. See, I see the Ravens being a tougher test, obviously, in Baltimore, isn't it? It's yeah, not at with, home, is with it? With Lamar Jackson yeah, and, and in yeah. Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I see them getting by Tampa Bay. Might be a tight game, but, uh, I, you know, I think they're they're playing with such confidence right now. And they can get to that 5-1 and one mark, you know, really start feeling really good about themselves. And <laughs> I think they're going to continue. And here's, I guess, why I put such a, you know, it's it's just another game, maybe to some people, regular season game, all oh, the playoffs, who cares? But, I mean, if you really, really, really want to win the Super Bowl, you got to get that round one by. Mm-hmm. And every yeah. game matters for that. I mean, we saw the Eagles, we've seen the 49ers, they look like two wagons. I mean, to keep up with them in that, you know, first round by type uh, type of way, you got to maybe lose two games this year, two, three games. So the, yeah. it, the, the margin for error, if you really want to compete for a Super Bowl, is really thin. Uh, and you got to win a game uh, at Tampa Bay next week. Big time matchup. I can't wait for it. Hundred percent right. And again, if you want to do some further research back in the archives, <laughs> I believe I was adamant one time last year about this is the season. Not just win. Not just get to the playoffs. Not just win one playoff game. You got to go for the Super Bowl. You have to. I mean, you, yeah. you. I don't. I don't got to look at the archives. I mean, you book the ticket to Vegas. I mean, we, we, we you put your money where your mouth is, man. Those, yeah. those are the archives. Your your ticket to Vegas is the archive, and and similar to to that notion, because I agree with you with the Lions. It's the same with Michigan. Yeah. Michigan right now has to. You know, they they have to, and they are <laughs> take advantage of this year with mm-hmm. the loaded roster that they have. I mean, they went into Minnesota. Who's no slouch? Minnesota, you know, they're not going to win the Big Ten, but night that, game. It's a solid program. Night game at Minnesota. Michigan traveled seventy-five guys and played seventy-four. I <laughs> mean, that kind of stuff just doesn't happen. It was like a backup long snapper was the only guy that didn't play. That poor guy. Right. <laughs> I saw. I saw a TikTok obviously yeah, with him. Talk about it. Yeah, he there like he showed up on on the camera on the bench one time, and he did a TikTok <laughs> saying like, "Look, I showed up on TV." It was actually. It was really funny. Um, but no, it's similar to what you're saying about the Lions have to make a run to the Super Bowl this year mm-hmm. with the schedule that Michigan is going to have next year oh. with, U- with UCLA, USC, Oregon. They play Texas non-conference with th- those other schools coming to the Big Ten. And potentially, if J.J. McCarthy goes pro and all those other guys oh, that are going to go pro next year, Mm-hmm. Michigan might be looking at a nine, eight, nine win season next year, unless they get a lot of guys to really step up. Anyway, I say all that to say Michigan has to take advantage of this season, and they are similar to what we were saying about Corona, you know, maybe playing some down opponents or something like that and just putting up crazy numbers. Michigan is not letting up against anyone, which you know, you guys know, we have seen Michigan do a lot. Mm-hmm. They go in against an opponent like Middle Tennessee State or BYU or something like that. And it gets into the third, fourth quarter and it's like a one score game. And we're sitting here like, dude, are we about to blow a game against central Michigan or, you know, something like that? They're not, I mean, they're steamrolling teams to the point where people are talking about, this is like the most efficient Michigan offense that we've ever seen. Defense is creating turnovers. The defense starting defense has scored more points than they've given up. They've scored more points than they've given up. They haven't, wow. the starting defense hasn't taken a snap inside their own 10 yard line. So they're not even like letting teams get to the goal line. I saw a stat that opposing quarterbacks, again, against the starting defense 
has produced negative points. So, I mean, like it's yeah. all these crazy numbers with Michigan that it's like, you can't just say, ah, they're playing no one. They're playing no one. I mean, they're now into the big 10 schedule and still doing this. It's right. It's impressive what they're doing. I mean, the secondary is elite, elite. I mean, Will Johnson and Mike Sanders still. You guys already know Mike Sanders still. That's my Jared Goff, Ted. Yeah, okay. Um, I love him. Uh, this is the best secondary we've really seen at Michigan since Jabril and Jordan Lewis are back there. They might even be better in terms of coverage. We know Jabril yeah. was a great athlete, but maybe not the best out there, you know, covering guys. Um, but on top of that, I mean, the offensive line and J.J. are dialed in. I loved what Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show, second Aaron Rodgers comment of the day, and second Pat McAfee mention of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love what he said where he basically, Pat McAfee asked him something along the lines of, you know, is overline play, uh, how important is it to a team? And Aaron Rodgers basically said, oh, it's 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 overrated. If you have a good quarterback, a guy like a J.J. McCarthy, who can uh, who can figure out when teams are blitzing, can audible the, the line shifts, shift them to the left, shift them to the right, change protection, uh, it's it's almost more valuable than any singular lineman you can have out there. Uh, and and I, Ted, correct me who this guy is, NBC color guy, broke it down perfect uh, on one of Michigan's first half touchdowns where you see J.J. McCarthy talking pre-snap. He shifts the lineman. The offensive line covers an extra blitzer. They protect him. He throws a touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. So when you have an offensive line like Michigan has and you have J.J. McCarthy, who's mature, we see him doing the meditating before the game, uh, and really seems to be kind of coming into his own. Uh, J- Harbaugh's actually compared him to Andrew Luck in that sense. In that sense, I mean, the sky's the limit on offense. If you have an offensive line like that, quarterback dialed in, I mean, what more can you ask for? Uh, and right. on top of that, you got Blake Corum, who's maybe their best running back in the league. Uh, I mean, what more can you say about this team? I, I mean, I feel kind of boring. We do these recaps every week. Yeah. I feel like I could post the same recap video from the last six weeks, and nobody would even know. It's well, the same game on repeat. They're just looking damn good. So. Don't worry. Don't like, worry. Penn State and Ohio State are still on the schedule. Yeah. Coming but they don't down worry the me. They really don't. Well, they don't worry me, but well, I think the Penn State game definitely does on the road. Who knows? Who knows at that time? I mean, you know, it is, what, Michigan number two, Ohio State three, and I think Penn State six right now. I mean, yep. it's, it's a good tee. It's a good Harbaugh tea. can smell blood in the air. You, you cut to him on the sidelines, which they do every yeah. other play. He is wired. <laughs> he right. looks like a man possessed on there because he, he sees that this team has what it takes to get him somewhere he's never been. Yeah. In the NFL, in college, a championship. That'd be amazing. Uh, it yeah, would. And you and you gotta you gotta definitely give props out to Harbaugh. We've talked about it before. With him coming back makes a big difference. It's it seems like from what I'm reading, he's gonna get a new contract, be the highest paid coach in the Big Ten, is what I'm hearing, which is well deserved. It might be a good signal that he will stick around. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've come around on that, too. We all had our little hesitations, if you go back and listen to the tape on Harbaugh, back when they were struggling and not beating Ohio State, getting beat by Michigan State. But I've come completely around. I mean, he's our guy. Got to keep him there as long as he's coaching. And, uh, you know, they're going to be fine, even with that tough schedule next year. The other, I want to go back real quick, like, that they got to get it done this year. Because next year with the expanded playoffs, man, it's uh, it'll be a shootout at the OK Corral right. when they get there. You know, yeah. it'll be a crapshoot just like the NFL, uh, you know, playoff system. So this year with the four teams, it's the year to do it. Yeah, and luckily, like Penn, Penn State, obviously they do still have Michigan State on the schedule, and Michigan State, even though they're very down, you know, they're going to play the game of their season against mm-hmm. Michigan, try and try and ruin Michigan season. But right, Penn State, Ohio State are the two big ones. And they do have Maryland also um, in between those two games. And Maryland's playing pretty yeah, well right improved. now. 
Yep. So they're they're a solid team. Luckily, that Penn State game isn't going to be a whiteout. It, it's not going to be a night game. Thank so goodness. that helps. Yeah, that helps Michigan's. You know, I guess 100%. chances there a little bit. But I'm I'm not. I mean, kind of what Jared said. With the way they're, you never know what's going to happen in those games. I'm like overly confident about 100%. Michigan right now. I, yeah. I don't. I'm not worried about them. Anything can happen. They might lose. But if I'm a betting man, if you want to say it that way. I think Michigan's way right back in the playoff right now. They're yeah. rolling, baby. I'm, They're rolling. Seeing Arbaugh on the sideline, it just makes you feel good. <laughs> I, I would trust him with my life, man. I really would. Uh, he's got the. He's, I mean, you got to love his getup. the The Michigan wide receiver gloves. He's got a sweatshirt that I'm literally wearing right now that he's rocking on the sidelines. He's getting it on the Will Johnson pick uh, interception right. picture. Um, the team is just its playing inspired. The play calling is expired. I think Sharon Moore has done a great job last couple weeks, especially the fourth and one they had when they went play action pass. Yes. We're like a charm. Um, one thing I do want to make a note of, and I feel like a lot of Michigan fans have been circulating this, PJ Flex comments post game, basically oh, yeah. where he said, coaches, uh, or basically he said, this is the best team I've ever seen. They're so deep. This is the best team I've seen in 11 years of coaching. Coaches always say that when they yeah. lose a big game. Like, they're just trying to lessen – the embarrassment of what happened. I mean, yeah. I remember, and, I, and Ted, maybe you can connect the dots on this one. I, I couldn't remember who exactly it was or what coach or what game. I remember Lothrop had a game probably 10, 12 years ago that they okay. won by like 50. And the opposing coach said something about Lothrop's like pretty good quarterback. Basically said he's like the best quarterback or he's the best quarterback in, in, in the state. He's the best player I've ever seen. <laughs> and ever since, this reminds me a lot of that comment where it's like, Oh, you're just trying to make it seem like this loss is a little bit less than what it was, but right. in actuality, you just kind of sound crazy with what you're saying. That's kind of how I feel about the PJ Flight comments. Yeah. What do you guys think? I mean, I think there's, I don't think it's completely coach speak BS. I think he was out there on the sidelines and saw the depth and how good they are and was being honest. Yeah, he's probably a little bit prisoner of the moment and trying to lighten up the ass kicking that they took, you know, a little bit, but you know, I think it, even though I'm not a big PJ Fleck fan, uh, I, I think there's some truth to it. I think he went out there and he saw, dang, this is the team that we have to try and get up to, you know, in the big 10, that's a tall task. Yeah. But I, I do get what you're saying though. And, uh, you know, also in the state, I, we probably don't have many Michigan State fans still listening right now to us. But, you know, they had a bye and they have Rutgers this week. But, you know, the big story out of East Lansing continues to be the Mel Tucker thing. I mean, holy cow. You know, he's going to war to get that money, man. <laughs> I got it. I'm going to be like, I'm probably going to sound like Jared on this one. You know, like I've said already, I'm, I'm usually a little more of the middleman on this. I'm so out okay. on the Mel Tucker story. I'm interested to see how it plays out, but every time he writes a letter and everyone tweets about it, every time then Brenda Tracy lights, writes a letter and everyone, I'm just like, honestly, man, I, I understand like reporters covering the story. They have to continue to cover it, but I'm just glad that that's not happening to Michigan right now, because I can't imagine being a fan oh. is what I'm trying to say. Being a fan yeah. of that school Right. I would just be like, please get the basketball season. Just right. get the basketball season, man. I just he is he, he's fighting for his money and his reputation too. You got on think top of the Tucker thing, then you got the whole Urban Meyer. That's thing their ace in the cranking. hole. Gosh. That's the ace in the hole. And yeah. here's the thing on that: I don't know what to believe on that. I know we it came out the initial kind of, and I did tweet it out. It was kind of like almost like a Photoshop report. 
Right. But then on, but then it came out like a day later that there actually is reports that Urban was in East Lansing. And that's coming from Graham Couch, right. who is unplugged in as anybody in East Lansing. But he's the one that broke the Mel Tucker story. He's a damn good reporter. So I'll take his word for it. There is not a 0% chance that Urban Meyer is coaching in East Lansing next year. And here's what I've noticed from Michigan State Twitter accounts, Michigan State fans. They all want him. They all want him. I know the baggage that comes with it. But flat out, the college football is turning more into the NFL every day, and it's all about wins more than anything. And, and none of these guys are perfect. We talk about it every t- every time, you know, Tom Izzo, whoever. None of these guys are perfect. There's right. a lot more guys like an Urban Meyer than there are Nick Saban. Right. So you might as well get one that can win. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I'm at. If I'm administration, and I think there should be pressure from Michigan State fans and donors and supporters to get this deal done and get him hired. Give him the same exact contract you gave Tucker. Just shift the money over. Why not? Who says no? Maybe the, the people paying the money, they they might, you know, they, they yeah. I, I get, you know, like Ishbia and some of these other people, they have endless money. They don't even know what to do with it. But I think from a PR aspect, if you're trying to say that you're trying to distance yourselves from, we don't have to get into everything that they've been going through over there in East Lansing in the last 10 or so years. If you're trying to distance yourself from that stuff to bring in Urban Meyer, I don't know if that's the best look, but if you're trying to say that we're a legitimate football program, who cares about winning, then yeah, of course, that'd be a great hire. He also hasn't coached in like six years, and we know what happened with him in Jacksonville where he's out there kicking players and treating them like garbage. So it's kind of like, well, is he really the best guy to bring in? The one thing I will say, Graham Couch, he didn't say that he was in East Lansing. He said he heard that right. Urban Meyer was in East Lansing. There's there's no 100% confirmation that he I've was. I've seen no backup on that. Right. There's no well, photos. Why, there's well, no, why, so, right. Why would Graham Couch say yeah. that? I don't know. But there's no, like, look at here is Urban right. Meyer at Rick's, at, you know, wherever right, right. in East Lansing. So. Right. And, and Couch did not break the, uh, or what? Uh, yeah, didn't Graham he? I did. Thought, I could have swore he did. He didn't break the, the uh, Tucker thing. It was USA Today. Right. Wasn't it with him? He probably had some input, but the today. Either way, either way. It would be a crazy hire. It would be a crazy hire for sure. I, I do agree with what what exactly what you said, Matt. For PR, no way. But if you want football wins, if you want juice, and and, and Jared, I agree. If you're gonna pay Mel Tucker ninety million dollars, right. hell yes, you pay Urban Meyer that. Right. That's I mean, going right. Isn't it almost be laughable you know if they better than would the be. devil you don't, as they say. I mean, you know yeah. what he is. He, he, you're not lying to anybody. The guy can coach football. I tell you, what, as a Michigan fan, it would be, be awesome for the rivalry. But yes, dear lord, I do not want him in East Lansing. That terrifies <laughs> the, me. The one thing I would say is, he like they all do, kind of like what you're saying with the baggage, Jared. Like all these coaches have egos the size of the state of Michigan. Would he want to come in? to a program where the football facility is named the Tom Izzo football facility. I mean, you would think if urban Meyer is going to come into a place like Michigan state, he would want to say, not like, I don't care about Tom Izzo, but no, this is, this is my program. You're renaming that basketball facility, the (laughs) urban Meyer or sorry, the, the football facility, the urban Meyer. You know what I mean? Like there might be some big egos coming to play. Yeah. I think or what Urban Meyer is waiting for. I think we could we even if this story isn't necessarily true. I think we all can see the writing on the wall. He wants to get back into coaching, and he's going to wait for the right opportunity where they're going to give him a blank check. They're going to give him a, a ton of NIL resources. Mm-hmm. They're going to say just go win us football games, and I think Michigan State can give him that. 
Yeah. I was going to say, why not MSU? Mark this down in the archive. I think he's going to be hired. Why not MSU? My, my response would be, you got to deal with Michigan. You got to deal with Ohio state. You got to deal with Penn state. You got to deal with USC coming in. You got to deal with (laughs) Oregon coming in. You got to deal with Washington coming in to the big 10. Wisconsin is always solid. Iowa is always solid. And then you're at Michigan state who traditionally isn't up to, you know, I don't do that. I just, I seriously do think Urban Meyer is maybe the best college coach I've seen in my life. Outside, like yeah. if you think about Nick Saban's it's reign, I mean, it started. It's a, yeah. it's a hot take, but it started. I, I don't when, think that's. I don't think that is a hot take. I mean, outside of Nick Saban, I mean, right. And I mean, we 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 see the the you know the other the grass is green. What we're looking at now with Ryan Day and the Lions winning. I mean, it's almost like we're in a Twilight Zone episode. Urban Meyer had Jim Harbaugh broken, <laughs> a broken man. He really did. Yeah, changing to a spread. Try like it was the program was lost, and then Urban Meyer left, and wouldn't you know it, Michigan starts winning. I, so I just just keep him away from Michigan, man. But what a fun little kind of tea leaves story that I'm keeping my eye on. It's fun. Amen. Well, before we leave this segment, I did have to bring up one of the worst coaching moves ever, and that was the oh. failed knee da- kneel down. What on earth? You know, I mean. <laughs> Do you guys understand that at all? I mean, I, I know it's kind of an old topic, but how can a how can a coach of a top twenty team not know that you just kneel it out and you win the game? How how is that possible? Yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, real quick, so Miami versus Georgia Tech. Miami had the ball at the end of the game. Where all they had to do, like Ted just said, take a knee or two, get You're the done. win. Instead, it seems like they kind of got a little flustered. It was kind of like crazy. They didn't know what to do. They end up handing the ball off. Yep. Worst thing possible. Running back fumbles the ball. Georgia Tech gets it. Two, Two three plays, plays later. later, they're throwing a touchdown, and Miami loses the game. And you see Miami players on the sideline crying, mouthing, what the F are we doing? And it's just like, I actually, I keep meaning to go back and see uh, Mario Cristobal is uh, Miami's head coach and see his presser. I, yeah. I keep meaning to go back and look up and see what he said, what his explanation is, because there's no explanation. I think they just. I they saw the offensive coordinator today. The offensive took coordinator the took the fall for it. Yeah, he oh, took the he? fall for it. To be okay. a devil's advocate on this whole, I'm the only guy that's saying this, and I, and this isn't why. Obviously, the it's so stupid. Just take the knee, damn man. But yeah. at some point, just hold on to the goddamn ball. Yeah, I mean, just you're running the clock out. Put two arms on it. I don't know why this running back's fighting for every little last yard on third and 10 when you're clearly short. Just go down. Well, then, I know, I know that's it's easy to just say, just take a knee. But at some point, put put the ball in your players' hands. They got to be smarter than that. Just oh, come that on. Is, that's come the on. players. That, that's the, the coach advocate. Coaches yeah. aren't perfect. You, at some point, the players, you got you, you to gotta connect the dots for the coach, man. They're not don't perfect. Fum- they don't never fumble are. the ball and tell the defense, don't give up three big pass plays to right. Georgia Tech. Oh, but man. They I, taken I'm surprised me. you guys they are taking that me. take. The no, game's over. The game is over. If that's not my take, out. but if I'm if I'm in that locker room, like instead of just jumping on the jumping on the scapegoat of the coach, which he it was dumb. It, again, <laughs> it was so goddamn dumb. Just take the knee. <laughs> but you got to look in the mirror sometimes, man. If the coach, they're not always going to make the right decisions. Dan Campbell, NFL coach, doesn't always understand how the clock works. Sometimes you need a guy like a Jared Goff or whoever that is out there kind of calming everybody down all right that running back okay i don't know why we're not kneeling it down but just just get a couple yards keep the clock running get down live to fight another day yeah i, I don't want to i don't want to just bury Cristobal, but 
what were, what were the other assistant coaches doing? What right. you know, what were they telling him? What how did that go all the way through? To hand the ball off. Well, you know what it is? It's a lot of times when you get the, it's like you'll get the little icing on the cake touchdown run that I think a lot of coaches love, you know, where it's, <laughs> you get the nice little pat, snap padding touchdown I run. Yeah. Give a little twist of the knife at the end of the game. It made no sense. Hopefully it's a lesson learned, but apparently this is something that's happened in Crystal Ball's past where it's burned him before. Right? Yeah. Um, dear Lord is all I can say on it. Not good. Well, well, we're going a little long, so I, I'm going to say let's just hold off on Tedertainment till our next podcast. But I did have a couple other quickies here. In uh, pro football, Dick Buckus passed away at 80. I mean, he's been by era, boys. Played for the Bears. Bears had a vaunted defense when he played. They never made the playoffs, which was a little surprising to me. But he was as good a middle linebacker as there ever was. I mean, you look at some of the highlight films, you know, back when they allowed, you know, major hits. I mean, it's it's incredible to see how he played the linebacking position. Ripping guys head off. Oh, right. totally. And a lot of those highlights showed the Lions, by the way. <laughs> they did. <laughs> An all-time name. I mean, that guy was made to play middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears. Yeah. 100%. And he grew up in Chicago. I mean, it's amazing. Went, went to Illinois. Yep. Dick Butkus, gone at 80. And the, the other one thing I wrote, well, I actually have two more. Uh, I thought that uh, the Miggy farewell tour that last weekend, you know, it's a little old news now, but right. really well handled. I yeah. mean, it was the Tigers know how to do it. Bally, you guys did a great job with your coverage. It just uh, was a tremendous way to send him out, and now he'll be in the front office. So that, that was cool to see. It, in, in a world of, Matt, you know this, ESPN, television, people got a critique for everything. Mm-hmm. The most telling thing was there was no negative feedback from that weekend. Yeah. The Tigers nailed it. Uh, you know, A.J. Hinch nailed it our ballet crew obviously nailed it so just yeah like you said just a kudos to them they did a great job and then how how incredible was it to see him go out to first base and the balls hit to him on the first pitch gets (laughs) the out gets get out his curtain call there i mean it was just it gives me chills and i gotta admit it guys you know at 67 years old there was there was a little moisture under my eye i mean watching that whole take place the whole thing it's crazy i mean it's something that you know, when you spend so many years watching a player on mm-hmm. your favorite team, all the playoff runs, the MVPs, you do get to the point where, like, you're attached to that player. For sure. You know, obviously the last few years, the Tigers haven't been, you know, competitive. But, yeah, to think, like, now he's not going to be on the team, it is kind of a, almost sad. It, it's kind of crazy. But it was cool, the cover. I think, I think those kind of moments are really – mainly in baseball too you know and the other sports i don't think you quite see that kind no. of moment that whole game was magical just whenever you have something like that and especially when he's got his last at bat coming we didn't know that the whole field coming to first base that i was know coming. so you just in the seventh inning he's coming up he gets a four four pitch walk and it's mm-hmm. just like this is the last time we're ever going to see this guy take it at bat so yep. it's just wild what what it was it, it was baseball is, is Still got some fighting left uh, in them with the world of football taking over. Right. They still got something. Yep. The and, one, and, the one I'll say is maybe me specifically with the the Kobe ball right there. Kobe's last game. Yeah. When when, it, when a guy like him goes out, has this farewell tour, and then that last game he drops sixty points because right. they basically said, "Here's the ball, shoot every single time." Right. Uh, that was that was pretty cool. But that, yeah. that was a pretty clutch moment without a doubt. Um, and then one other thing I just had to throw out there. I I, I retweeted it. It's just an amazing statistics. This guy, Kelvin Kiptum, ran a marathon in basically two hours flat. 
at a 4.36 mile pace. I mean, Insane. think about that. 26 miles. It really doesn't at, make sense. Four and a half minutes a mile. 20, 23 years old, too. I yeah, saw. I know. That's you, Jared. That's your age. <laughs> little different athleticism or <laughs> lungs or whatever you want to say, but uh, yeah, it is kind of kind of jarring when you say that, especially yeah, as you're like hacking up along right now. Right. And <laughs> I, yeah, it, it, there's worse problems than this daily sickness that I got going on right now. Let's just say I, I'm not doing any marathons anytime soon. You think about it too. If you've been just 36 seconds faster, he'd have been under two hours. I mean, yeah. think 26 miles. Can you even drive that far? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> incredible well well guys anything else you want to get on the table before we wrap this up no not in the uh, I'll just, get, is there any way we could get so real quick real quick yeah exorcist believer that movie came out we teased it uh probably a month or two ago yeah. when i went and saw oppenheimer the reviews aren't great they're mixed but i think our they? but i think our listeners would still appreciate it if you you got a viewing in it and gave us your review of that next week is that possible uh yeah it's it's possible i definitely planning on seeing it i don't think my wife will go with me so it may be a matinee i just go sit there with my own thing of popcorn okay i'm not i'm not going to an 11 o'clock at night show i will tell you that <laughs> right it, it'd freak me out it'll freak me out anyway but yeah i'll see what i can do for you jared you know All since right. you were so kind Thank to me to go back in the archives and <laughs> <laughs> throw it out there why not? i'm excited to see what digging you do uh and what you come up with next week if that i mean i saw you making notes so you won't forget no i, I won't do any digging i don't have enough time for that all right the, the but, aiden hutchinson one is is keeping it you know long yeah. enough right now. seriously i mean i'm, I'm gonna have to I'm, I'm just dying if jameer gibbs like goes off for 250 yards i'm deleting all social media <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the only thing about hutchinson i think you were pretty high on him at the beginning last year you were high I like, on I, him. yeah I, I mean i was high on him heading into the kansas city chiefs game i all right put my word on he was gonna get a sack to my co-worker at plus yeah. 165 and then i watched him all night and i'm like what the hell is this that's so what I, gambling will do to you jared every yeah. time All right, guys, let's get out of here. This has been episode 284 of the Three Point Podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center. Sign up for a membership. Get healthy. Sign up for the October 21st Go Green, Go Blue 5K Run Walk. Get your details at memorialhealthcare.org. Also, thank our local partners. They include AZ Branding Solutions, Jacobs Insurance Agency, Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. I want to send thanks out to Brandon Green of ABC 12 out of Flint. Follow him at B Green Reports. And the Z92.5 Game of the Week this Friday night is, uh, that's October 13th, St. John's at Ionia. Saturday night, uh, Casey and I will be over at the Corona Press Box. We'll have, uh, hopefully we'll have it on the NFHS feed. I'll let you guys know that. Uh, but we'll also have the Facebook Live going at the Three Point Podcast site. You can follow it, Three Point Pod. It'll be more like a uh, a radio broadcast. We'll have the camera out there so you can kind of see what's going on. You did say you watched a little bit of that last week, Jared. So did you watch it on your TV or a bigger computer Just screen? Just on my phone. Just on, on my your phone. phone, it was okay? Yeah. I mean, I turned it on. Score was like 50 to 0. Pulled oh. it off. But I watched like probably five <laughs> minutes of it. I mean. Fair enough. So, but no, I mean, the quality's great. I, again, if you can't get hooked up to NFHS, man, fire that bad boy up. It's awesome. Absolutely. Free service, like you said. Absolutely free. So we'll be there Saturday night. Looking forward to that. And, you know, with all that's going on in the world, this is a very appropriate. Uh, peace and love, everybody. Let's remember that. Peace and love. Be kind. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.
Hey gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan chapter serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease and every 90 minutes someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to Three Point Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.